Attention golfers, if you're looking to upgrade your game with a set of high-quality clubs that are blazing fast, beyond forgiving, and beautifully made, check out the all-new PXG Gen 6 Golf Clubs. Not only are they easy to hit, they deliver outstanding distance and incredible accuracy, lowering your scores and bringing you more fun on the golf course. What more could you want? Schedule your Gen 6 fitting today at pxg.com or by calling 844-PLAY-PXG. And we're back. Stripe Show Podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. That is Keith Stewart. Read the line. Turf Tuesday. Love the shirt. Keith, <laughs> I missed you over the last uh, few weeks. I, I took um, an extra week, stayed in the Northwest. I appreciate you doing the show while I was gone. But uh, I miss our banter. I miss digging into the stats. I miss going with my gut feeling for the week. We're back at it. How you doing, man? Man, I'll tell you, it's been a crazy, crazy month of betting and golf and stories and uh, Congress and everything. Um, you know, I, I, I've needed you back in my life to kind of ground me and get me focused on a Tuesday, which is a very busy day at Read the Lines. So yeah, um, I couldn't be happier than, um, than to have you back, my friend, safely from the great wild Northwest. Yeah, well, you know, it was uh, it was great up there. It was uh, we had some really good weather. We had some hot weather. I was supposed to come back on uh, Monday, and uh, last Monday, and about three hours before we took off, uh, the flight was canceled, which I know is a common theme across the country right now. The airline industry seems to be broken, um, but we ended up staying a few more days and finally got back. And it uh, it's good to be here in Florida, which. You know, if you're in the 96 degrees, 95% humidity, this is the place to be. Um, but yeah, you know, last week, I even on vacation, I, I, I found myself uh, kind of itching a little bit. You know, in July, I always get, I get a little tired and I, I got to get away from some tournament golf, handicapping and talking about those kinds of things. But, the, you know, the Open Championship kind of draws me back in. And it wasn't much of a tournament, of course. You know, he wins by six. Uh, he was up five most of the time. Um, but I found myself, you know, drawing in and watching uh, that golf. And I did the Craig Can show yesterday on uh, Sirius XM, oh, and we yeah. were talking. And, you know, we were talking about what was the most impressive thing. And to me, the most impressive thing is when you're sleeping on the lead twice, five shots, and you come out and you're still hunting versus being hunted that's impressive to me because we know how difficult it is to win. And I'm sure we'll talk about it in today's show as we look yeah. to the 3M Open. But when you're up five and you're sleeping on it twice and you go out and you're still hunting, I mean, that's that's big time. Well, I tell you, yeah. I mean, there's nothing more impressive than that. You know, at the end of the day, uh, the guy got it done. And, and everybody wanted to point fingers and say this was going to fall apart and that was going to fall apart. He hadn't won since when and all of that. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, kudos to Brian Harmon, man. You know, I, uh, I'm old enough to know and remember when he was a junior golfer, that mm -hmm. guy won everything. Yeah. Everything. He beat everybody all, all the time. I mean, how many guys? So he's the youngest guy ever to be on the Walker Cup team, right? And he's been on two Walker Cup teams. I mean, I'm not sure off the top of my yeah. head how many guys have been on two of those, but it's not many. No. And all that was leading up to him going to Georgia, his home state and everything, and, it, you know, it just kind of – he almost, you know, he was almost at playing his best golf when he was 18 years old. So it was nice to see that story kind of come full circle. And uh, he got a nice win. 
You know? Man, is the, is the Ryder Cup team, could it look any different than the President's oh. Cup team last year? I mean, you know, you come out of last year um, and with that team and how dominant, and then, of course, the Ryder Cup team um, before that in the United States, and you look at, you know, how well DJ was playing and Brooks Kepka's on the team, and, you know, you just start going down the list, and now you look at this year's team, and, of course, you're probably not going to have DJ. Uh, you're probably not going to have Bryson. Uh, we'll see if, if we get Brooks Kepka, JT, who knows, um, he's playing this week. We'll get to him here in a second, but now you got Wyndham Clark way up there. You got Brian, uh, Harmon way up there. Sam Burns is kind of falling off. Uh, you know, so it's like, it's a different, different sense right now, uh, for this team. And, and certainly, I don't know. I don't find myself as bullish and optimistic as I was coming out of those two. And I was like, man, this U S team. Focus. A lot has happened since then. <laughs> Professional golf. Uh, I mean, let's not get too out of control here. You know, the top six and our top six are all very good. The top six in Europe, top six for us are all yeah, very good. Of course. Right. World class, no doubt. But when you get to the next six, there's there's a pretty far drop off over there on the DP World Tour versus what we're dealing with over here. You know, I mean, Sam Burns won the match play against yeah. 63 of the best golfers in the world. So, um, Took down Scotty, right? Took down Rory. I mean, I mean, I like the way Scotty was putting there and, you know, pass. He's not making anything right now. We need Scotty to start making some damn putts, um, you know, because you remember, I mean, when he beat John Rahm uh, two years ago, I mean, that's what kind of propelled him forward uh, yeah. in that singles match. So, well, I want to get too far down the road. We'll, we'll have some time to talk about the Ryder Cup. Point being, and your point's valid, you know, the bottom six. It's just a different look and feel than than where we were, say, a year ago, certainly uh, from two years ago. All right, 3M Open. We, we keep the train rolling here as we turn the corner now to the FedEx Cup playoffs, which is the, the focus of the month of August, right? And that was kind of, you know, when the PGA Tour did their schedule, every major gets a month, and then we're going to finish up in August with this run, FedEx Cup playoffs, and then, then you get the Ryder Cup. Uh, in September, and then off we go with football. But the 3M Open, um, I'll, I'll give you the stage. I've played the course a couple times. I'll go back to my PGA Tour Academy days. We used to have a traveling show, and we would go around all these TPCs. And I got to tell you, Blaine, Minnesota, TPC Twin Cities was one of our favorite spots. They supported us. They loved their golf up there. And um, it, it's a fun golf course. But when I played it, and I look at the way things have played out with Finau winning last year, Cameron Champ the year before, Michael Thompson, Matthew Wolf. It screams ball striking to me. Um, I got to, you know, give me the long driver off the tee. The ball's going to be flying up there. Give me the approach game. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really going heavy with the ball strikers this week. Am I, uh, am I close? Well, I tell you, there's one question on my mind for this week, and it's going to keep rearing its ugly head throughout the entire run of the odds board and our, our whole conversation. Can you take a great putter and have him have a good week, hit the ball well enough, but just make a ton of putts? Or what you just said, is it is it Gary Woodland's week? You know, is it is it a guy like you know? It, yeah, it's like the um, it, it's like a comparison between I don't know, JT Poston and Cam Davis. You know, you got a guy that can just fill up the cup, right. and he from time to time Poston can play great tee to green, mm -hmm. but he's always going to fill up the cup. And then you've got Cam Davis, who's a wild card. You know, it, it, it's, it's very, 
Um, this is I, th- this whole week is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. Yeah, it's well, it's a very entertaining golf course. What did the original tournament director say? He he said he wanted birdies and train wrecks. Right. <laughs> I mean, I believe that's a direct. That's like a a, a real quote. You know yeah. that when they first had the tournament, and if you remember, you know that was Wolf and DeChambeau in a playoff. But then third place was Colin Morikawa. So yeah, I get the length thing with Wolf and DeChambeau, but then Colin's there. And, you know, they're both at yeah. like 20 under par or whatever it is. So it's – it's. I, th- I think this golf course is super entertaining. 15 holes of water in play, mm-hmm. 75 bunkers. Um, and, you know, you look at the last four years, the average pre-tournament winner's odds is over 150 to 1, plus 15,000. Wow. Michael Thompson, I mean, who's walking through that door? Cam Champ, you know? And uh, so it, it's – I, I mean, I think this week, and, and we haven't even touched upon the fact that you've got guys like JT there playing for their playoff life. Yep. Which nobody would have anticipated months ago. I'm not just talking about JT, but, you know, people pay attention. We have recency bias. Well, now all of a sudden the discussion is with two weeks to go, these guys are outside the top 70, and you've got like 25 plus guys between 55 and 85 on that list, on that FedEx Cup points list. There's some good names there that, have to fight for their life come the fall if they don't get in that top 70. And, yeah, this uh, tournament uh, this tournament this tournament great. has lost some guys that went to live. There's no question as I look at the list here um that uh, some of these live guys that used to play. You mentioned Matthew Wolf, you mentioned you mentioned Bryson. I mean DJ's played here uh, a decent amount. Yeah. I think over the years. Um yeah, I mean, you look at the winners. I mean, Finau doesn't scream like wonderful putter. Cameron Champ doesn't scream wonderful putter. Um, hey, check, check this, you know, though. Cam Matthew Champ- Wolf, I mean, he's a good putter, but he's not like, you know, Brian Harmon. Um, you know, so I I, I don't know. I I, kinda, I, 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 I think you bring out some really good points. Um, I tend to lean towards probably Gary Woodland type. <laughs> I'm not betting Gary Woodland. But I need I need I my it. head above water just a little bit more with the putter. But uh, I think I'm leaning more that way. I mean, all I've got to say is the year that Cam Champ won, he gained less than a stroke off the tee, and he gained eight and a half with the putter. Fair point. Yep. What Fair were point. we in? Right. I mean, that it was would, like. But that's not Cameron Champ's strength. That that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. This this tournament is extremely entertaining. Right. It's really entertaining. And um, with all of the drama going on with the playoffs and Ryder Cup and everything else, I, I think, unlike what we've seen in the past where, you know, I think before Finau won last year, the average official world golf ranking of the three winners before that was like 663. You know, like, I mean, we're talking about bombs. You know, mm-hmm. when you, you and I love to go down the board deep, you know, th- these guys that were winning were unbelievable. And I think this year there's a lot of focus at the top, and rightfully so. These guys are engaged because they got to get in the top 70, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, it, this is a fun place, folks. I've been there. I tell you, it's a good course, par 71, just over 7,400. You mentioned 15 holes have water, so you yeah. can have some wrecks out there. But, look, these guys are going to have a lot of opportunities, too. If they keep it out of the water, they're going to make birdies. Bent grass greens, bent grass fairways. I just got off of that. God, I love bent grass. I mean, I love bent grass greens, but I love bent grass fairways. And 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 I got a question to ask. Uh, 
since when in bent grass fairways do we hit a shot and the divot and it flies out? And usually, I mean, the way I grew up in bent grass fairways, you go back and you put it back and it grows. Now you don't do that anymore. Now you put sand in it, right? Where before you'd go just get it. That was kind of the cool thing with bent grass fairways is you just you could just put it back like a puzzle, it just fit perfect. You know, it just that was fun. And now I'm up there and like, no, 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 don't do that. The birds will pick you. Just put, oh, okay, that's kind of that kind of sucks. Well, it is Turf Tuesday. So what I'm going to tell you is that I, I think what it's come down to is that we're always trying to introduce more sand into the soil and in order to create a better growing surface. And a lot of times that sand has fertilizer and seed in it. It's like mm-hmm. a mix. And I think it just comes back quicker um, on really healthy turf rather than putting that patch there. All right. Well, there you go. That sucks because I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed following my divot and getting it and bringing it. I mean, that's like there's a there's a little swag to that, All right. you know, and, and the way all that works. Uh, anyway, you got to, I guess, grow up on bent grass fairways to uh, to appreciate that. Let's get into the board. Um, all of a sudden, Cameron Young is uh, is on fire, and he's up there with Sung J.M. at 16 to 1. Tony Finau right now, and you got to look around. I'm looking at odds checker right now. But as I look at as we come on, there's three guys at 16. Let's start there, Young, M, and Finau. I'm starting to see a little spark in Mr. Cameron Young. I'm starting to see a little life in that putter. And, um, you know, we always got to take someone at the top of the board in short odds. Uh, I'm not too keen on Sungjae right now. Uh, Finau, I know, is the defending champ. Back-to-back missed cuts. Just seems to be going through the motions a little bit right now. He's not the same player anywhere close to where he was at this point last year. Uh, man, Cameron Young, he comes out and keeps this thing going with a putter, and he goes positive four. Man, he wins by – he might win by six. Wow, man, winning by six. I don't know if that's going to be a theme on tour <laughs> these days, but uh, I, I'm with you. I got to go Cam Young. I mean, Finau, for somebody that won four times in whatever it was, less than a year, uh, he seems lost. He's – what missed three of his last five cuts and ha- hasn't looked good. Um, Cam Young, if you look back to a year ago, second at the open, came over, took a week off, went to Detroit, came in second. So there's some history there that he'll stay focused. He'll stay into this. And what he did at the open was, unfortunately, he didn't win. But man, going into the final round, he was first on approach and first off the tee on a golf course that was that challenging and yet and that, you know, with that much power he has um, that, I mean, that there couldn't be a better blueprint for what you're going into here at TPC twin cities. Um, of those three, I'm with you. Young has to be. Yeah. Young. I think the biggest difference right now is, you know, as a driver, he, he just seems to be fighting the driver. Um, not sure what's going on there. I mean, he's got a short swing and, you know, he can, I don't know exactly, you know, he works with Boyd Summerhays exactly what starts to go astray there. But for whatever reason, I think he's just kind of fighting the driver. It's bleeding a little bit uh, into the iron game. And we know his putter is is not exactly the club that uh, he, he, he wants to lean on um, and try to win a golf tournament. We go down the board here. Um, Hideki, treading water. This is a good place for Emiliano Grio, who has a couple top threes here yeah. um, at this place. And we know Griot has won this year playing nice golf. He's at about 25 to one and probably 
no one playing better right now than Sepp Straka as he's uh, in there at 25 to one as well. Sepp Straka first at the John Deere, second at the Open. Nobody's making more birdies than Sepp Straka. He keeps that kind of play, keeps it out of the water. Do you like his game here at a TPC Twin Cities? Well, I'll tell you, this is this is one of those situations where you have to kind of learn to evolve your PGA Tour golfing brain, right? <laughs> and uh, what I mean by that is a couple months ago, you asked me a similar question about Corey Connors winning again. And I said, and I to quote myself, I was like, is Corey Connors the type of guy that's going to win twice in one season on the PGA Tour? And I, and I kind of just said, no, you know, I didn't give that much attention. Right. But boy, when you look at what Grio and Sepp Straka could do to this golf course, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what Grio has done, what Sepp Straka could do, you know, a great comp course for this place because of the, the tragedy you can find off the tee is the Honda classic and Sepp's won there. I mean, he's a strokes gain leader there. So I mean, that guy's an unbelievable ball striker, and he seemed to found his scoring touch. And the guy almost pushed 59 out in, le- in like 16 holes at the John Deere, which would be another good comp because you got to put the ball in play and you got to get the iron game going, right? Get the putter mm-hmm. going. Golly. Um, Sepp Straka winning two times on tour and being a beast. I don't know. I don't know if my brain's ready for that. I, I think I could accept Gary Woodland popping with the putter sooner than I could Sepp Straka mm. winning twice. Wow. In three nah, weeks. See, I, I'd go the other way. I'd go Straka. Yeah, I'd go. I, yeah. I, I, I think I would go Straka over Woodland on that. But let me say this about me on a Grito. Um, we know the dude can get it going ball striking wise, um, especially with the irons. His, his weakness is a short game. I mean, he actually lost just under a stroke when he won at Schwab. But his putter was positive 7.4. I'll go on record and say this might be the best Mio Agrino's ever putted right now, this stretch. Oh, in yeah. This, in this calendar year. I mean, he is he, – he's found something here. I mean, this guy has found something, and his putter, at least this year, this calendar year, is no longer – has been a weakness. And he's been riding it out. He was sixth at the open, Heath. Sixth at the open. We know he won the Schwab. Um, I mean, my goodness, if I had to pick between Grio and Sepp, I think I would go with Grio right now at this place. You know he loves this place. He loves it. I mean, am I, is Grio going to win twice? You're uncomfortable with Straka. I, I mean, I can't even believe Emil Grino's going to win twice on the PGA Tour this year. I mean, both names. I, I bring them up. Is are, do we live in a world where Emiliano Grillo and Sepp Straka are going to win twice in a year? All right. Do we live in that world? And, I'm not uh, going to bet I, it. I'm at, not going to bet it. No, I it, at that range. I mean, I think they're great placement bets. Yeah. All right. I think they're fantastic matchup bets. Sure. And the odds will reflect that, folks. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I still think. The other guy that's in that range there is lurking. And I and this golf course is a good fit for him because he can he, I mean he can get as hot as anybody, and that's Hideki. You know? Yeah, that's that's probably where I would go second. After all that, pumping these guys up. I, I definitely Cameron Young's in my short odds. I don't think I'll bet Hideki, but if I had to go a second short, that's where I would go. 
Would you go Hideki or Young? I'm going to go Young. Yeah. So you think Young handles the top of the board? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I like where he's coming. He's coming for he's coming. Cameron Young's coming right now. I mean, he's 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 found something here with the putter, and off he goes. We he, it's it's time for him. It's time for him to get a damn win. Right. Yeah. Time for him to get him. all right. That yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay all with right. Young on the top of the board. But you, if if I had to sprinkle a second up there, I'd go Hideki. Now, let's get to your boy JT, who's down <sighs> here at twenty eight to one. Can JT break eighty at TPC Twin Cities? Oh yeah, come on. <laughs> I'm just come kidding. On. Yeah, it's, that's tough love right there, my friend. All right, now I'm just that's kidding. Tough. I love Jack. You know, look, this is, this is, I've, I've had a few DMs about JT and like what's going on, what's wrong. Look, every player goes through struggles. You know, all you got to do is look at his close niche group. Um, you know, you look at, you look at Justin Spieth or excuse me, Jordan Spieth, you know, the three year struggle that he went to. You look at, you look at Ricky Fowler, the three year struggle that he went to. Here's Justin Thomas, right? Is it going to be three years? We hope not. I don't think it will be. I don't think JT's going through any like mechanical situation that really perhaps sets him back, like speed chasing distance, like Ricky trying to get the club in the body and all this different going back. Um, but with JT, I think what we have is we have a really, really bad putter, that guy that's lost his confidence and now has just trickled right through his back. And now the rest of the game has has started to um, take on some of that burden. So we saw what we saw we saw a few signs at Travelers that he you know he had a nice ball striking week there. At least made a few putts. But uh, he's going to play at Wyndham next week. I mean, yeah. he's all systems go right now. Is he's, he's going to be pressing? You, you can't bet him to win. I mean, I, look, can he make the cut? Of course. There's no way you can bet JT to just like all of a sudden reappear and, and win can you no no it's not even a lengthy conversation he he is all in for that Ryder cup team right and he gets it and i mm -hmm. and i give the guy all the credit in the world for doing that you know committing early to Wyndham and saying i know i need those three playoff week and he'd be lucky if he gets one playoff week at this point where he sits in the points i mean to get in he probably needs two top tens to get in the playoffs with everyone else that's playing right now mm-hmm you know, people talk about FedEx Cup points like they're just like they hand them out like Skittles or something, man. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, those things are hard to come by. Yeah, just you know, ask like, uh, Akshay Batia. Yeah, you you get you get what like seventy points for being inside the top ten, and then obviously up the scale. But once you get outside that top ten, you barely get any points. I mean, the guys that are sitting there right around seventy only have five hundred points, and they played thirty events. You know, I mean, it's 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 tough to get those points when all you do is finish 30th all the time or 40th or miss cuts. Yep. I mean, it just starts to not add up, you know, relatively speaking. So, I mean, I give JT all the credit in the world, but I mean, I, I, I didn't even see his name on the board. You know, you're going to bet Aberg, aren't you? No. Okay. Ludwig Aberg. He's at 30 to one. Yeah. Um, this dude can drive the ball though. My God. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I mean boy, he is a world-class driver of the ball yeah um yeah. all right so let's get in let's get into the board we're not gonna play we're not gonna bet jt we're not gonna bet Ludwig. so you but got for every, what, what's that go ahead uh, go ahead for every reason you might want to bet ludwig i'm gonna bet cam davis oh my god 
God, you are? Yeah. I can't, this guy, that Cam Davis drives me nuts. Well, that's not a reason not to bet him. Well, it is when you're on the wrong side of him every time. Well, I mean, my okay. God, that, that guy is, is seriously heads or tails. I mean, there is no in between. Miscut T6. First page of the leaderboard. Dude shoots 78, 79. This is a cut. I mean, it's like, what? So why are you going to bet Cam Davis? What, what, uh, give us the insight. Well, I, I think, honestly, it, it comes down to course fit. Okay. Every time he pops, he's on a golf course where he feels like he's comfortable. And every time that he doesn't, he's, and he looks like he's lost, well, he just doesn't fit the golf course. But his ball striking ability puts him in a position that if the putter goes like it did at Rocket Mortgage a couple years ago, it's it's a perfect course fit for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've seen enough of the way that he's hitting the golf ball that I feel pretty good about that. I do. Right, well, let's see. He was, I mean, his driver's been pretty good. He was positive 5.3 at Rocket Mortgage with his approach. He missed the cut at the Scottish Open, didn't play in the Open. Nope. I mean, he's not exactly screaming, you know, Colin Morikawa. No. <laughs> Wait a second. You I mean, like a guy that has two two majors to Cam Davis. Come on, give I'm me just a saying, break. No, from a ball striking standpoint, like his his driver is. I mean, Ludwig's a better driver of the golf ball. Okay. Um, Approach game. I mean, to my point, he goes positive 5.3 at Rocket. Then he just loses his ass there before that three or four. And then it's positive 4.9 at the PGA where he finishes fourth. And he, you know, I mean, here, here's here's prime camp. Positive 4.2 at Wells next week, negative 5.1. Next week, positive 4. Point, I mean, it's like plays golf right-handed one week, plays golf left-handed the next. Might be. I can't. I can't take Cam Davis. All right, you're you're betting him. I'm not. All right, so we're going. We're moving on. Adam Hadwin. He likes his place. Woodland, Rye, Thagala. All right, here here. Let's let me give you two guys. All right. Yeah, I love this. Okay, so this is see. This is where this course is interesting because it goes yeah. back to what we established at the tar- at the top of the show. Gary Woodland, you're getting excellent ball striking. Yep. Do you can't putt it in the ocean, right? Is it is it the, is it his week? He's been better than Scotty lately. Okay, that's true. That's true. (laughs) So on the other side of it, you got Sahith the Gala. Dude can't drive in the ocean, but he can putt. Yep. Which one you want this week? I, oh, Woodland, 100%. Yeah, all right. At least I know my guy will make the cut. Okay. Right? No, we're consistent. We're consistent there. Yeah, Yeah. let's go back. Let's go back to last. I mean, that's the same reason with, I mean, I know I get it. Cam Davis is a little bit more of a wild card, but I also think Cam Davis could win more so than Gary Woodland. And, I mean, I think win equity, it, it, it plays a part. I mean, Sahith Tagala is like a Shakespeare tragedy, man. I mean, it, it, as good as that guy puts it and as much momentum and, and crowd attention that guy gets, he always lets you down. It's like huh, Macbeth on steroids. It, it, it breaks your heart. It does. It's just – it's one of those things like going into last year, all we could talk about was Sahith going into this event. Yeah. Sahith, Sahith, Sahith. Right, yep. however you want to say it, that's all we talked about, and the guy flat out missed a cut. He was irrelevant. Yep. So, um, obviously, phenomenal player. 
but he hasn't figured out in my he's got to figure out his driver he's got to figure out his driver yeah i mean he hasn't, he, yeah he's not going to he's not going to maintain out there um he's got to get something ironed out with his driver i don't know if he does in this off season or what it is but um yeah he's too good he, he's good around the greens he's an excellent putter i think his iron game can can shine but the driver he's playing he's playing defense too much i mean i don't think i'm gonna bet either one of them i'm not sure if i'm gonna bet anybody other than cameron young um oh single bullet at this point now I got, I got a couple names down here right. i'm gonna sprinkle some on uh i mean aaron rye pops right i mean he's gonna he looks shiny but can he win mm. he went on he thursday win. he can win on thursday yeah that's yeah. right he can win on thursday yeah uh all right let me let me just mention some names stop me if yeah, one okay if one like if you like it jaeger host oh, great great dfs play jaeger but no yeah. not a winner not yet post who oh. oh so you're gonna go with putter now you can go with yeah. maybe well you didn't stop me i just thought you must you didn't stop yeah me. no I, I jt's on my radar definitely okay. on my radar okay all right definitely on my radar because if you look back over his last couple of starts you know he was solid at the deer he was pretty good at the open right and he, so jt where he wasn't doing anything in the spring look at the numbers he's he's been tracking lately um, in the ball striking category, and, and we know he can putt. Yeah. So, you know, he's definitely one of those guys with a good course fit. He's got a couple top twenties there, I think, in three starts. So top tens, six at the Deer, six at the Genesis. But at at the three M, he's got what three top thirties? Oh, I'm sorry, talking three. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So forty first at the Open. He was forty first at the Open. Yeah. Um, but. I uh, I got to spend more win. time on him, but but don't be surprised if you read the line and you're reading about JT. I mean, right. it, it um, and I get it. Um, Keith maybe Mitchell, it's ball strikers paradise, but at the same time, I think his ball striking is coming around. I think he's in that six week window where JT is gonna he's gonna pop a little bit, and as a result, you're gonna see him contend a little bit and do his thing. All right, here's two shiny guys at 50, 50, 55 to one. Two guys that are going to get some attention this week. Lucas Glover, we know, oh, yeah. is can strike his golf ball. And speaking of finding something with putting, Lucas yeah. Glover has found something here, folks. He's he's starting to putt better. And Austin Eckroat coming in, playing very good golf. Any of those, the vet, Glover, the rook, Eckroat or the youngster Ekro. Um, any of interest in the 50 to 55 and Lucas, Lucas Glover's going to win. Is that you're telling me? I mean, Lucas Glover can make enough putts to win the three M open. That'd be a pretty cool story though. Right. Wouldn't it? I like Glover. Huh? I think, I think Ekro, um still probably needs to be a little bit more seasoned on tour. Yeah. Similar to Ludwig, but I like Glover. I do like Glover this week. You like Glover um, to win. In a lot of ways, he just really fits that golf course. Yeah. And if if the putter is just average for him, um, you know, going back, two of the goes, two of the guys that won there, Tony and Wolf, gained less than a stroke with their putter. And they ball strike the heck out of the place. Yeah. So there's so there's two paths at this golf course. 
of which I'm trying to cover when I start to look at my card. Um, there have been guys that have gained over seven strokes with the putter. Thompson one, champ the other. Maybe that's a posting route. You know, maybe, maybe we deliver that way. And then on the other side, you've got Wolf and Finau. I mean, Finau gained over 16 strokes tee to green last year, and he had less than a stroke with the putter. Yeah. I could see Lucas Glover doing that. Yeah. That's why yeah. I would pick Glover. And like I said at the top of the board, I, I, I said I'm going to go with the ball striker, and I'm going to play him. I'm going to play Glover. I mean, not to mention, like, Glover or Woodland, right? I can, I yeah. can get an extra $1,000 on Glover. Yeah, I'm going to play Glover. That, that's that's going to be my my second pick. I, I agree on Eckroat. Um, now we're getting into the Hostler, Eric Cole, JJ Spawn, Nikolai Hogard. So Ryan Fox, Ryan Fox, interest you at all? Very much so. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Okay, he's like with Poston there. Fox definitely interests me. He's he someone to me. pay attention to there for sure. He does me too. Yeah, definitely. Um. But to go back, you're talking about like guys like Eckroat, right? I want to bring up Eric Cole. All right. Again, great comp, the Honda. Guy lost in a playoff. The guy keeps his ball in play, and he can pop with the irons. We all know he can putt. It's a good spot for him. But if you start to look at Eric Cole up there on your magic Ouija board, right, week after week after week, it just doesn't really, like, get you there. Right. They're all like 20s and 30s and 40s and the finishes. And you got to be careful of those guys. You have to have somebody. We're talking about winners here. Right. Yeah, right. We always say that you got to have somebody that can show you that they can win. Right. And I get the Cam Young has like 600 runner ups and like 500 top fives in his like short career. But that guy, he's going to win, though. He's going to he looks like he can win just like just like Will looked like he could win Zalatoris a year yeah. ago. Right? right. It just seemed inevitable. Right. It, mm -hmm. To me, it doesn't seem inevitable yet for Eckroad or Ludwig or Cole. Right? We could get there. I'm not sure. I mean, Cole talent wise is probably a step below those two guys. And I don't know. Agreed. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, I just I want people to be careful about when all these these names start to pop up online all the time. Right. Just look at can, can that guy actually win? Mm hmm. Can he do what Brian Harmon did? And I'm not saying win by six, but could you sleep on the lead at least once and pull it off? Because that's, I mean, that's all the content you're going to hear this week. It's most impressive when they get other tour pros on, especially all the Georgia Bulldogs and the, the PGA Tour Georgia Mafia, right? They're all going to be congratulating him. And they're going to be like, hey, to sleep on the lead twice and pull that thing off, that's super impressive. Right. And at the end of the day, when you're looking in this range, J.J. Spawn, the guy won. Yep. Right? Ryan Fox, he's a winner. Um, so just those are things that cross my mind as I go through this process. I think Fox is the most of interest to me in that little stretch we just talked about. Uh, you know, Mark Hubbard is going to get some play. Sure. And, you know, Patrick Rogers is going to look shiny. But it goes back to can – he win and look it's the barracuda last week and yeah. you're playing in a glorified corn Ferry tour event and that was your tournament to win and you look tight and you and you didn't get it done on the final day and that's kind of been his mo and now he's going to come into a stronger field and win here you know he's going to probably he you know patrick rogers 
playing good golf right now. Yeah. Uh, he's probably going to come in and finish in the top 20. But is Patrick Rogers going to sleep on a, on a two-shot lead and come out and, and put this thing away on a Sunday? Man, I, I, I mean, did Scott Piercy do it last year? No. It's hard. Yeah, it is. It's really hard. Yeah. You know, Scott Piercy shot 41 on the final nine and, and said, hey, Tony, here. I don't know if it's your birthday, but here's a gift. Hey, the you last know? time we saw Vincent Norman, he won. He's a 70. Okay. I'll give you Sepp Straka could win twice in a season. Is it going to be Vincent Norman? <laughs> Let's move on. Come on. Pendrith. Playing pretty good. Cameron Champ, he's won. That's all he does win. If Cameron Champ gets on the first page, that dude can win. Yeah. Him and Jim Herman. Watch out. Yeah. Hago's won once. Yeah. Hago's going to go him. deep. You know. Hago's bouncing right around a little bit. Hago's bouncing around a little bit right now with teachers, I think. I don't know what's going on there. He's kind of. Kind of running the. He's running also, the he's also. Let me look real quick. He's also bouncing around that seventy number. You know, he's sitting there right at seventy-eight, right below number seventy-seven, which is Cam Davis. And I'm telling you, those guys between eighty and seventy-one have a real chance to get in, and they are going to be hungry. They are going to be trying like it's a major. And I mean, JT's not going to be grinding this week. He's not going to be grinding for the next two weeks. So, um, I can't believe this is going to come out of my mouth, but I'm going to say oh, it. Here we go. I'm betting Doug Gim. Oh. And the reason is I think Doug Gim's kind of found something with his putter. You know, if you could take those two names that are right next to one another on the board and combine them. Gim and Suh, you'd have one heck of a golfer. Let me tell you something. Because Suh can roll the rock, and Gim can hit it. But, uh, hmm. Hey, you look at you. You look right now. This is the best Doug Gim has played since turning pro right now. Now, yes. he missed a cut at the Scottish. I'm willing to look past that. But Tough you look at You look at the last six events. Doug Gim is gaining confidence, folks. Yep. Doug That's Gim is gaining confidence. So yeah. I had Doug Gim circled. I can't believe I just said that. I've been I've I've been away from it because look, you know, when you do this, you you fall in love with ball strikers. And look, I'm just I'm staying consistent with what I'm what I said at the top of the show. And so, at least this time with Doug and Lucas, they're trending at least. <laughs> like yeah. I, I can see the top of their head at least sticking out of the water. When it comes to the putter, you're not just completely rolling the dice coming off of seven straight weeks of losing strokes. Um, And so you look at Doug, I mean, he's had a couple really good putting weeks in there. And his ball striking, I don't worry about his driver. I don't worry about his irons. Uh, His short game's fine. All right, so I'm going down. Am I going to talk myself? I'm going Doug. I'm going Lucas. My God, my card (laughs) looks weird. Right now, Lucas can win. We know that Doug hasn't yet, but that's right. I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm staying right there. Brian Harmon won by six last week, folks. Give me a yeah. break. It's interesting though with Harmon, you can't. You could see, and I, and I was talking with Craig about this yesterday. You look at the way Brian Harmon was trending with his irons. Um, you know, he he was he, he's he's found something like his iron game is really starting to propel. And it just carried over. I mean, he it was ball striking exhibition, but uh, it was a ball well uh, exhibition. It was a putting exhibition, putting 
damn clinic. Never seen anything like that. Yeah. But his iron game was, has been very good, too. All right. Here we are. Suh. Hodges. Adams Fenton. We're going to get another Canadian win? Seems like Ooh. Alex Noren. Kind of like Sig. Kind of, I'm kind of, you know, I don't know. Maybe not. Man, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, he's interesting to me. Bezedenhout. Kevin, you. You're going to hear a lot of talk about you. Yeah. You know, great off the tee. Yep. Um, no putter. I mean, if this is a no putt week, you know, he fits, he fits your mold for the week. I, there's only so many non putters I can take. Right. In, on, a, on, a, on a betting card, which is probably I got three why. Of them. What's that? I got three of them. Yeah, that's probably why I keep talking about JT Poston. Is I, my brain just can't handle it. You know, it's like, how do you expect to win if one guy, if not one guy on your card can putt? Now, wait a minute. The last time we saw Kevin Yu in the United States was at the John Deere, and he, and he gained 7.9. So watch your mouth. He gained <laughs> Then he went over to the Gen- then he went over to the Scottish Open and missed cut. But yeah. I, I I don't I don't put a lot of stock in that. I don't think Kevin Yu can win here. It's I'm not betting Kevin Yu. Kucher, he can putt. Maybe I should bet Cooch. Right. You know, Kucher brings up an interesting point. Same thing with Palmer and a couple of these guys down here. Yeah, Palmer. As you know, Blaine, Minnesota sits at a thousand feet of elevation. Right. So that's gonna add about two percent to ball flight. And it's supposed to be 90s this week. So if you haven't looked at the weather yet, folks, it's going to be hot and humid up there. Chance of rain, et cetera. Uh, that probably won't bother Cam Young or any of the guy, the 18 guys that are coming over from the open. But you could probably take about 4% off of that 7,400 yards. And now you're talking about a 7,100-yard golf course with a bunch of par fives and some scorable par fours in that 350 to 400 range. Man, oh man! I mean, you start to you start to open up a wealth of people yeah. that that could really fit in there, and uh, it's that's interesting to me. What happened to our boy Tom Hoagie? I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. it's like hangover from the college football championship or something. He hasn't he been just, the same since. Yeah, he's just struggling right now. Yeah, struggling like JT struggle. Yeah, he sets the course record at the players, and then. Have we heard of Tom Hoagie since? Mm-hmm. All right. Brandon. I remember Ruiz. that. I remember that player's top 10 because it had Hatton, Hovland, Hoagie, Hideki. There was like all these H's in there. It's crazy. So, 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 you know, I like to build these, these models, right? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. As the case with any model. All right. And uh, so we take some of the key stats. Some of the key ranges that you're going to see into these grains, 150, 175. Yep. Who likes to make birdies? Opportunities gained. Some of the key stats. Kind of weighted out. You can imagine ball striking. Um, last 12 rounds coming in. Who's playing the best golf? Weigh all this. Out. Lucas Glover, number one. Yeah. Aaron Rye, number two. Not that. Yeah. Rye's a ball striker, man. Aaron Rye is a ball striker. Well, okay. Did you put any sort of short game or putting into that model? I mean, it's it's it, a little bit, a little bit. It's it's not, it's not. And look at now. Wait a minute, Aaron Rye. Short game's been pretty damn good too. Look, we don't. We're not giving Aaron Rye enough credit right now. Um, as far as 
statistics. Okay, now uh, can he win? Let's see. But he's won. We're getting we're getting to a name. Oh yeah, yes, yes he has. We're getting yeah. to a name. Ches Reevy. Winner number three. He's number three. You know who's number four? Sig. I got to check that model <laughs> right there. <laughs> the first three I'm okay with uh, to a certain degree. Sig is number Sig is number th- four coming in. Hey. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Time out. Yeah. Last like, 12 rounds. That's, it's right? a short sample size. Last 12 rounds. All right. Well, we got to talk about this for a second. You mean to tell me that in the first four names on your model, you've got Glover, then who? Rye. Yeah. Pull up, pull up uh Glover, Rye, Reevy, and Sig. What am I missing here? Uh Young, Hideki. I don't last know. Last three rounds. Last last twelve. Last <laughs> twelve rounds. That's what it says. Straka. Yeah, how come Sep? How well you know, well, the reason for Sep is because uh it doesn't have we don't get the statistics from from the open. But he won the John Deere. I know, but that was only four rounds. Sep's right. down here. Sep's, let's see, I'll pull up Sep. Sep I might want to I might want to throw in 10th. the open. Sep is tenth right now on that. Okay. Because he's got a he's got a few rounds in there before that. Now, obviously every model's flawed and, and we know Sep's playing well. Yeah. And these 12 rounds could have happened at certain times, right? But point being, we know Glover is a ball striking machine. Aaron Rye doesn't get enough credit for his ball striking. Um, we know Reevy. Reevy's playing pretty good. You pull yeah. up Grayson Sig. You pull up Grayson Sig right now, okay? And you look at his last four tournaments from June into July. His iron game has been terrific. His driver, I think, is is trending. Positive, what, two and a half there at John Deere. Short game. Don't worry about it with Sig. You could put Sig on the no putt list probably too, uh, at time to time, but his putter has been pretty good as of late. I don't know. It's a long shot. It's a long shot. I mean, it's 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 a long shot. That's why he's down there at 100 to one. I'm trying to find an angle right now with Sig. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I think I'm gonna sprinkle a little on Sig just because I can. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit on Sig. Yep, okay. I am. I've caught. I talked myself into it. Right now, he's 100 to one. Why not? I'm not betting Hoagie. Ches Reevy, 110. KH Lee, he plays TPCs pretty well. 110. Nick Hardy, Taylor Montgomery. Man, what happened to our boy Montgomery? He's falling off, hasn't he? Ben Griffin. Montgomery. Davis Thompson. Oh, yeah. Davis Thompson, 125. We just keep this bulldog thing going. Davis Thompson's interesting. He's definitely, he's interesting to me. Um, I watched him at Wyndham closely and uh um not at Wyndham I'm sorry at Wells because he was playing with Wyndham and uh I don't know kind of kind of disappointed kind of blew my mind he doesn't play better yeah I'm a little disappointed with Davis I think in in his play this year kind of blows my mind he doesn't play a little better yeah especially especially as good of a driver as he is yeah he's he's been I expected a little more from him. Naismith kind of falling off the earth, 125. Yeah. What about Peter Quest? I mean, there's... Uh... <laughs> I like making you uncomfortable with some of these names. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
<laughs> last last 75 rounds, I pulled up the same model. You know, you get a little bigger sample size. There's Finau, Matsuyama, M, Davis. God, Cameron Davis is four. Uh-huh. Gary Woodland. Wait, wait, who is it for again? Cameron Davis. Just keep that. I know. I know. I, I'm telling you, it, it, hey, it could be over on Friday, and that might be a good thing because yeah. if he takes you all the way to Sunday, I mean, it could kill you even more. But Cam Davis is a prototype player for this type of TPC golf course, mm-hmm. and the putter just has to be reasonable. All right, now we're down in the weeds. Uh, give me some names here. Anybody that uh, that Sam Bennett. Hmm. Dylan Wu. Make birdies. Dylan Wu, yeah. How about Ryan Jarrard? That's He's been one impressive on, on That's ball one different golf, golf swing right there. That is one unique golf course or golf swing. Yeah, Ryan those Girard. are the guys you worry about because if he made it that far with that kind of golf swing and, and never changed it, because you know everybody would have wanted to change it. You know, all the instructors would have tried to change it on him. And He's made it that far. Like Jim Furyk. Who ever thought that guy would have shot below 60 twice on the PGA Tour? Right? So, I don't know. You get down in that bomb range. I want a guy that really owns it. Mm-hmm. He definitely owns it. But it's a stretch. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joel Damon's look reasonable good. Reasonable lately. He's won before. Um, he had a bad stretch there around travelers, but his last couple starts, he's playing a little better. Um, there's a guy that wants to be in the top 70, you know, he wants to be in the FedEx cup playoffs. I doubt he cares about Netflix shows, you know, that's where he wants to be. He wants to be in that top 70 and, um, he's down there in that bomb range and he's won. Okay. So here's an A for you. Go. I, mean, yeah, I was going to say, Stuart Sinks, he's an open champ. He's won before multiple yeah. times on the PGA Tour. Uh, why is, I mean, speaking of falling off, Billy Horschel's 250 to 1. Yeah. My God. Yeah. If you go put up his strokes gain charts, you're going to need a tourniquet. This thing's going to bleed all over your screen. Not good. 250 to 1. My goodness. Wow. I mean, that is, that's, that's JT falling off. I mean, JT, Tom Hoagie, Billy Horschel, there's three guys that are just struggling right yeah. now. Big time. Um, Harry Hall. <laughs> I know that one. I knew he wouldn't even make, a, make even a, a comment on that one. Uh, <laughs> Chad Ramey will keep it in front of him off the tee. Yeah, Damon's down there at 250. He he played well at the Barracuda. It was good to see him finally show some signs. Yeah. I spent with time some time with him in Connecticut, and uh he's focused on the task at hand. And he, you know, he's good at keeping his golf ball in play. And you know, I like what he had to say. He and Gino, they they're focused. They want to be in the playoffs. None of these guys want to go back out in the fall and have to fight for the that 70 to 125 spot. So it's, it's such uh, a hard game, though, just to turn on. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, you know, JT's been grinding. 
And so all of a sudden you're just going to, you're going to try harder, you know, and, and, and you're going to turn it on. I mean, I, yeah, Kevin Hughes, you know, Kevin you as I, as we look down into the, into these longer odds, we'll get some play. I'm sure he's Trevor Cohn can strike his ball gets, he gets a lot of looks. I mean, you could go down that list all day. For me, it's going to be one of these guys in that 60 to 80 range on the FedEx Cup points list that's fighting their way to get – they're getting to the playoffs. Where's Akshay at? Where, why, did I, why am I not seeing him? His odds? Yeah. He's in the field. He is – How come I'm not seeing his name for some reason? Akshay Patia. Wins last week. I'll tell you, that was impressive. Um, you know, yeah. that's a guy that was in the final group with John Rahm down in Mexico. It's a guy that turns pro uh, before he turned 21, right? Oh, he never went to, he never went to college. Never, yeah, he never went to college. Uh, and his girlfriend's his caddy. I'm just like, he met his girlfriend on Instagram through. Yeah. She slid into his DMs. Huh. <laughs> and here they are out there on the Corn Ferry tour. I'm just thinking, what the hell is this guy doing? Right. I mean, this is not, it's the big leagues. And he goes out there, wins a Corn Ferry tour event with his, with his girlfriend on the back. Yeah. And he comes up to the PGA tours. He's playing with John Rom. Looks like he's been there for 10 years. And he, you know, he, he gets in there to, with Patrick Rogers coming backwards a little bit and he gets in there in the playoff and gets his PGA tour win. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. It really is. And there, and I would say, I would have to think 90% of people were like, you know, man, I don't know. God, this feels like a big ass, right? Maybe you should go to college. You know what? Your girl, your girlfriend, you just met's going to caddy for you. What? Akshay withdrew. He did. Yep. Akshay withdrew. Right. Yeah. So Lingmurth is out. Oh, Luke list. There's a ball striking bomb for you. I, I he, can't. My my card would explode with a no putt. I got. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine putting Glover and Luke List <laughs> on the same card? Oh man, Doug Gim. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I mean, Doug Gim would find you and call you up and say, "What are you doing to me? Including me with those two guys." <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Yeah, Akshay's out. I think I'm going to sprinkle Ryan Fox. The first time I saw Akshay live, and this was when he was taking lessons from uh, Gigi, right? Yeah. And he was this big, you know, wild, swashbuckling lefty and uh, that everybody would, thought was the lead singer of the uh, Digital Underground's kid. And, you know, he, uh, he was at the uh, 2017 Junior President's Cup at Plainfield Country Club up here in New Jersey. And I'm like, who is this kid? And then I watched him hit it, and I was like, whoa, this thing, yep. this kid's impressive. Yeah, of course, being lefty he catches your eye, but it was pretty cool. And yep. uh, hey, credit to him; he's been a phenom ever since. So I mean, he guess- he's exciting. He, his upside is exciting. I, I'm very excited about. Um, I was excited about Taylor Montgomery coming out and the way that he can bomb it and his putter and like his. It just hasn't. You know, we'll see if he can recapture it. Um, and I was excited for Thompson Davis too. come and I'd I thought his driver yeah. would be a really strong weapon for him. And, um, 
they've both kind of fizzled out just a little bit. Obviously excited about Ludwig. I had him on the podcast right before he turned pro. And so I've always been super excited about him. I think he's got some he's got some big upside. And then Akshay, I think you got to put in there too. Uh, Ludwig, Akshay, those are two guys that could mature into very relevant um, yeah. PGA Tour players. I mean, Akshay's got some swag to him. You know, I mean, he's just... Yep. He, he's just, he's cool. He's got some swag to him. How about those two lefties winning last week? Brian Harmon, 5'7", buck 45, or buck 55. And Akshay, what is he, 6'1", 6'2", buck 45. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they can't, probably, even get to, they can't even get the 300 pounds between the two of them. He probably hits it 20 by Harmon, too. You know? Crazy. All right. Good to be back. Stripe Show, 3M Open. What do we got next week? Wyndham, and then oh, yeah. we roll right into the playoffs. We'll, we'll have yeah. you all here. Key Stewart, read the line. Check it out. See you next week.